Welcome to Eat, Capture, Share, the podcast for food bloggers, food lovers, and everyone in between. My name is Kimberly. I'm your host. Episode 58. Welcome back, everyone, to the Eat, Capture, Share podcast. My name is Kimberly Espinel. I'm a food photographer, food photography teacher, a podcaster here at Eat, Capture, Share, which is also the name of my Instagram food photography challenge. Today is a solo episode. I said that I would be doing more of those in 2021. So here is yet another one. And we're going to be exploring the topic of copycats. And we're going to look at it from two angles. One is what should you do if someone's copying your work? And the other perspective is what should you do if you feel you may be copying someone else? So we're going to have a look at it from both angles. But first, it is impossible for me to start this podcast episode without saying a huge, massive Thank you to everyone who has bought my book and shared it and read it and told a friend and left a review on Amazon. All those things have just made the very rocky launch of my book, Creative Food Photography, extra, extra special. Thank you so, so, so much. I'll probably do a whole other episode around the launch and what went wrong and also a kind of debrief, but I don't want to do that today. Today, I really want to focus on this topic of copycats, but I didn't want to do it without saying thank you. What should you do if you start noticing that someone is creating photos that look like yours or someone's copying your editing style or your writing style or even copying your recipes. I know it is super upsetting for so many of you because I did a IGTV episode about copycats and it's out of all of the IGTV business Thursdays that I've done. It's really by far the episode that got the most responses, the most reshares, the most comments. I know this is something that is close to your heart and I wanted to use today's podcast episode to delve just a little bit deeper. And I really want to start by establishing two things because I think it's really important. And number one is I want to be really clear from the outside that copying someone's work is not okay. And I also want to say that it is totally normal and totally acceptable and totally understandable if you're really really upset about it. And so I really want to set the tone of this episode by saying those two things, because the rest of what I'm going to say, I don't want that to take away from this. But really, my angle is from someone who's been in the online space for seven years. And I'm really trying and always think about what can we do? What can we do to thrive in the online food photography space to show up as our best and also to be really practical in business about certain things. And so it is from that perspective that I'm sharing what I'm sharing today. Now, the first thing I wanted to explore a little bit further and a little bit deeper is this idea that the line between inspiration and copying is a very thin and very 
subjective. And I think for me, the way that I make the distinction between copying and someone taking inspiration from my work is to think about the intention behind the action. So is somebody copying my work because it's something, you know, there's something they're mean, they want to harm me and my brand. There's a a bad vibe behind the action that they're doing. Or is it that they want to experience creating like me or writing like me or sharing similar content to me because they find what I do super inspiring and they want to try and do that in their own their own way. And so I always tend to give people the benefit of the doubt because I can't look inside their heart. I can't look inside their mind. And it just frees me of getting angry and upset about things. So I'll give you a very concrete example here. I started the Instagram food photography challenge probably about four and a half years ago now. And at the time, as far as I was aware, There weren't any other food photography challenges happening on Instagram, at least not in the way that I do them. And now everyone's got an Instagram food photography challenge and lots of them have very similar features to mine. And so I could say, oh my God, they're doing this because they want to destroy the capture share challenge and this is not fair and it's going to stop my challenge from growing. And, you know, I could get myself all worked up about it or, and that's a stance I've decided to take is you know people have enjoyed the challenge so much it only runs twice a year they want to give it their own spin and share it with their audience in their own way and they just want to explore what it's like running a challenge and they love it and the whole experience and there's not any malevolent aspect to them sharing the challenge in their way and in their tone. And so that perspective has really helped me cheer them on and whilst continuing to do my thing. Yes, I think sometimes the way you look at it and and where you and how you draw the line between what is inspiration and what is copying, you know, looking at the intention behind it can be really helpful. The second point I'd like to make is that I think compassion is a really powerful tool to have in your toolbox when dealing with copycats. So I'm thinking back to when I started almost seven years ago. Now, I didn't know about color theory. I didn't know a thing about prop styling, food styling, composition, none of those things. And the way that I learned was to study other people's work especially Beth Kirby, who's been on the podcast, Aaron Goyoaga, who's been on the podcast, you know, people, uh, Heidi Swanson, whose work I just love, all those greats who came before me and paved the way for for me to, to do what I do. I learned so much from them sharing their work. And so I feel that I need to give it back as well to whoever starting out now and show them compassion and understanding that the the way that we take our first steps is by taking inspiration and sometimes copying the work of the people that we admire and it's often just a stepping stone it's not 
what they're hopefully going to be doing for the rest of their lives. But it's a way of just dipping your toes in the water and experimenting and saying, oh, they've done that. Let me try that too. And oh, this makes sense. And now I understand what happened here. And now I'm going to give it my own little spin. So I'm just really compassionate that everybody has to start somewhere. And if that means that on their journey, some of their images are going to look a little bit like mine, I'm cool with that. So the other point I'd like to make is that I feel that we don't own ideas and I don't own the flat lay. I don't own working with purple as a backdrop. I don't own, you know, all these ideas that are are kind of rippling out into, into cyberspace and onto Instagram. I don't own those. And once I'm not attached to them being mine, it's much easier to let them go and let them take shape on other people's feeds. And moreover, I can't forget that my idea to do a flat lay came from Beth Kirby or my idea to use purple as a backdrop came from I don't even know where I saw somebody work with that color. And I thought, oh my gosh, that looks so amazing. So we all draw ideas from other sources. We all draw ideas from one another and none of us own them. They're all there. That's like a lending library. And we all drawing from the same places and we all should be able to put it back and allow somebody else to grab that idea too. We can't control what happens with our work. So once you press publish on a blog post, once you press publish on an Instagram post, or you pin something on Pinterest, it's out in the world, it's out in cyberspace, and you have no control over it anymore. And I mentioned this in a mentoring session that I did here on the podcast with Moy, I'll link to it. But I think if you're not able to let go and let that pin that photo, that concept, that recipe, wriggle its way through the world, then be careful not to publish it. And so this is something, for example, I said to Moy, she had a really, really special gluten-free baking recipe that was really the backbone of our gluten-free baking business. And so giving something like that away doesn't make sense. It really is the right thing to do is to hold on to those ideas. And for example, if you're in the middle of putting together recipes for a cookbook, don't share them, hold on to them. Because once they're out on the internet, people will grab them and rejig them and maybe even copy them exactly as, and you have no control over it anymore. So hold on to the things that are dear to you and that are important. And even I'm thinking about some of you who are listening to this podcast episode, who've got product businesses, food related businesses, product names or concepts or ideas, explore the idea of trademarking it. You know, if this is something that's really important and it's so unique and you created it, hold on to it. Don't let it go and be really, yeah, put your business hat on and hold on to that. But everything and anything else you need to be able to give and let go. Recognizing that once it's out in the world, it's out in the world. I have found really, really helpful in dealing with copycats. My signature e-course is now open for registration and I'd love for you to join. If you're eager to fine tune your editing, really nail your food styling, find your style and receive one-to-one feedback from me, then get in touch. All the details can be found in the link in the show notes. So be sure to check it out. 
Registration closes the 10th of February and doesn't reopen until the 31st of August. So it's now or never. What are you waiting for? I look forward to hearing from you. I also look at it. I used this example in my IGTV where I always feel that we have an energy tank within us. And so we can use that energy to create new things and come up with brilliant ideas and write amazing Instagram captions and take beautiful photos. Or we can take that energy and get upset, uh, rightly so, and get upset about copycats or um, get really angry, call somebody out. Like all that is our energy wells running on low, really. And we're all the energy we're injecting into something that we can't control and we cannot change is taking away from the energy that we could have spent on all the things that do matter and that we do have control over. Having settled that, in terms of looking at things from a very, very practical perspective, I do want to say that self-care is everything. Self-care is super important to survive and manage having an online presence. And if someone is copying you and these practical tips simply aren't resonating, then block them, mute them, block and mute them. Don't look at their feed because it will upset you. Just zone them out. Maybe take some time away from the online space to replenish your energy wells and to get creative again and look after yourself. Now, I had recently someone very, very kindly shared uh, an experience that they'd had with writing a recipe and somebody taking that recipe and running away with it and having a lot of success with it and not crediting her as the, the person who had created this recipe. And I mean, that is just a horrible experience because I know it takes such a long time to come up with a recipe and to test it. And you have to buy the ingredients and you have to shoot the recipe and write the blog post. Like there's so much work that goes into that. And if somebody comes and takes your recipe and doesn't credit it and then has lots of success with it, that really, really hurts. But I thought about it also maybe to look at it from a different perspective. And one would be, could this person have the success with your recipe, which sucks, but does that mean that you can't still have lots of success with your recipe too? And so, um, the recipe that comes to me is, is say a Victoria sponge cake recipe. I know there are so many people who have their version of the Victoria sponge cake recipe. And I know that lots of them have had success with it. There isn't just one person who had success with that recipe. So many people have created it and gone viral and been noticed. And, and, you know, I think sometimes we have this idea that if one person has done it, well, you know, that's it. We don't have to do it anymore. That spot's taken. And you know, I felt like that with my book. I was like, oh my gosh, somebody's already brought a book on food photography. That's it. No one's going to want to buy my book. No one's going to read it. When in actual fact, you know, there's space for one, two, five, ten 
books of the, on the same topic. And there's definitely space for one, two, five, a hundred Victoria sponge cake recipes. And all of them can have success simultaneously. So if this person took your recipe and had lots of success, good for her, whatever, you can still have that success and so much more if you present the same recipe. Honestly, there's space for so many of us, all of us. And if your recipe is so good that it was worth copying, I'm 100% certain that you can have lots of success with it more than she has. So please don't be discouraged by it. Please continue to create your recipes. Just block her, like block her. And then the final thing in terms of what should we do if somebody copies our work? And I'm going to use the, the challenge again just because it's at the forefront of my mind, it's about to to happen next week. But for me, what that has meant, a lot of people taking inspiration from the challenge and creating their own versions of it, it has really forced me to continue to up my game, to not become complacent, to do whatever I can to make my challenge still one of the best ones, the one that everybody wants to be a part of. And in a way, having all these other challenges has been great because it's forced me to continue to reinvent and recreate and think about and give it lots of little different twists and and turns and also maybe looking at what other people are doing. Oh, they did that. Okay, I don't want to do it quite like that, but what can I do it to make it, you know, the e give it a, the e-capture share twist, you know, to really make it better. So in regards to this person who stole your recipe, what did she do that she attracted so much attention? Did she post about it loads? Did she have really amazing photos? Did she do a cool Instagram story about it? Yeah, you don't have to do what she did. But are there lessons to be learned from our competitors that we can take away and then make what we do even better? And so those are really the ways that I have found helpful in dealing with copycats and people who take inspiration that step too far and I so so hope that you find that helpful too. The other side of the coin actually I hadn't initially thought about sharing that part of it and I didn't do it in the IGTV episode but something funny happened a couple of weeks ago and I have this really really angry email from somebody who I didn't know I didn't follow never heard of. And she was furious because she, you know, she said, explain yourself. What is this? What happened here? Why does your photo look exactly like mine? You copied my work. And I mean, her photo was actually much nicer than mine. But, and I didn't know her. But what that threw up for me was this idea of, wait a minute, am I a copycat? Do I take inspiration too far? And what can I do to ensure that I don't do that? And so with this person, I said to her, I'm so sorry, I don't know your work. And this, you know, was a coincidence. But it did force me to take a moment to think about how I create and how I can avoid taking inspiration too far. And so one is 
it's really important if you do take inspiration from someone to credit them. And I don't know how many times I have mentioned that Beth Kirby and Erin Goyuaga and Louisa Brimble, they have been my teachers from day dot. And, and still, I feel I learned so much from them. And I mention them at every junction that I can. But now also, I don't look at their work anymore because whatever they taught me, I've learned and now I'm doing my thing, so to speak. But it didn't make me wonder, how long do we need to continue to credit our inspiration sources, even if we have moved on and our style has evolved away from that? So I know that my flat lays are inspired by Beth Kirby, but they're nowhere near as amazing as hers. And also they, they don't need to be, they need to be in my style, right? But do I continue to need to credit her and for being my original source of inspiration? Or at what point does that stop? And the same with Erin Goyoaga, Heidi Swanson, they've been two of the people I've always looked at for, for food styling inspiration. I've mentioned that and I have no shame to say they have been incredible teachers to me. Their style looks a hundred times better than mine. They're way more accomplished than I am, way more experienced. And I don't think anybody will look at my photos and ever confuse them with either one of them. But do I still need to credit them? And I was thinking particularly about the book where I didn't mention my teachers. And I'd love your thoughts. Like, is this something that we need to do and say, we learned from these are our sources? And do we continually need to mention that in our Instagram captions? And at what point can we let that go and own what we have created? Because I don't want to ever not give credit where credit is due. So with Creative Food Photography about to go into its second print, please let me know your thoughts. Should I include my teachers and my sources of inspiration in the book or not? And what are your thoughts about doing this on Instagram as well? The way I try to ensure that I take inspiration from creators rather than copy them is by never ever drawing inspiration from just one single creative. And instead looking at, I think there's maybe about 20 or so photographers whose work just inspires me so much. And by taking or learning a little bit from each one of them and then mixing it up to create my own little thing, that's been my way of managing the temptation of copying and instead keeping it within the realm of inspiration. And I so hope I managed to do that. And it's definitely something, a technique that I would advise you to consider too. The other way I have tried to stay within the sphere of inspiration and not copying is actually by following the work of creatives who shoot completely differently to me. So Gabriel is a great example. He was here in the podcast. I will link to his episode. The way he sees the world is just so different from the way that I see it. And following him still inspires me. I've never had the temptation to create like him because it's just impossible. But still, I feel inspired. And I find that really, really helpful. And then finally, I do think it's important to sometimes step away from the online space and even from magazines and cookbooks and all the, the things that we all draw inspiration from because it's so hard not to let those things be absorbed 
and influence the way that you're going to shoot. So if you notice that you're starting to creep into creating just like everybody else, it's good to take that that distance and that time away from, especially from Instagram and Pinterest, but also magazines and cookbooks. Right. I think that is it for today. I so, so hope you found today's podcast episode helpful. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I will put the links to everything and anything mentioned in the show notes, including my book, of course, the e-course, but also the creatives I've mentioned here and that IGTV episode that I was talking about. And please get in touch. Let me know your thoughts. I want to get it right for the second print of creative food photography and love your thoughts. Right. I'm going to take a little break from the podcast. We're still in the middle of season five, and that's because I'm going to be going live from the 31st of January onwards on Instagram for to host the mini food styling tutorials on the 31st of January, 7th of February and 14th of February. And I'd love to see you there. Once that's done, I'll be back with the second half of season five of the podcast. And I can't wait to connect with you then, either on Instagram or right here on the podcast. All right, stay well, and we'll connect again soon. Before I leave you, I wanted to say thank you so, so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I also wanted to let you know that this podcast was brought to you by my free creative community, the Eat, Capture, Share creative community on Facebook, formerly known as the Food Photo Insta creative community, and I'd love for you to join. I will pop the details on how you can join my creative community in the show notes, so do go and check it out. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, it means so much if you can rate, review, and subscribe. All those things will help the podcast to grow and to reach the right audience. And yeah, you'd kind of make my day. All right. See you soon. Take care.